friends are here. Just go shopping. That's the best therapy. It's really hard to flex your abs all day long. You have to hold your breath. In China, my husband's father would be an emperor, and baby G would be a little prince. Kind of need your help. Did you bring Botox? I only want a day for love. I'm so tired of other people's judgment. Kim Lee is a super famous DJ. You got it. Flaunt it. Therese heirs to huge denim empire, and now Anna's back. Her father sells bombs, guns. I think it's very important to have fun. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day. That's three percent on your favorite products at Apple. on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This is the Ringer's Guide to the Vast Streaming Landscape. Today, we are discussing Bling Empire on Netflix. I'm Julia Littman. I am joined by Amelia Wedemeyer. Hello, Amelia. Hi. How are you? I'm, you know, not doing super great because I watched this show and didn't really like it. Were you expecting to like it? I don't know what I was expecting. I was kind of like, you know what? It seems like it could be maybe another. It, like it, To me, it seemed like maybe another Bravo show. Mm. But it didn't even really cross that threshold for me. It was just What does that mean? Good. What is the Bravo threshold? Um, that there's like the perfect amount of humor and self-awareness mm. to the to the rich lifestyles or just like the these lifestyles that, you know, aren't ordinary, I guess. Um, because I watch, uh, what do I watch? I watch all the Housewives. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I enjoy that show. And I think even though, you know, I'm not saying they have the most self-awareness, I think they have more self-awareness than these people. And it, and, and the shows themselves don't always focus on the decadence and being rich as kind of a main plot point. Yeah. Yeah, so. so this show is about a group of Asians and Asian Americans who live in Los Angeles and like their relationships to each other. And that is, uh, and they're all purportedly really rich or like have connections to really rich people because they're not all actually really rich. Like Kevin, I can't, right. I, I, don't, I don't think he's rich. Um, we'll come back to him in a second. <laughs> and so this show, I think, was like inspired by the success of Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Um, and totally. the kind of like one of the main characters, his name is Kane. He is from Singapore. And so there's a, that connection. But an important part of Crazy Rich Asians, and I'm true, this is, I've been told this is even more true of the books than the movie, is that it is about a specific culture of 
Chinese people who moved to Singapore a long time ago, or, you know, Mm -hmm. the descendants of Chinese people and about their very decadent culture in Singapore. Whereas Bling Empire, the foundation of it is like just straight up offensive. And we need you to talk about it because <laughs> it's a, it's based on Bling Empire, but they, they group all these people together in a way where it's like, look, they're all Asian. But like, this is sort of like when people are like, look, they're all African. Like Africa and right. Asia both have a lot of different countries with unique <laughs> singular cultures. Right, and like right. this show acts like because people are Asian or Asian American, that they like, they just by default share something. And I actually, I'm white. So I don't know if that's even true, but I suspect it's not. And I was just sort of like trying to process this central foundation of the show, the central premise of like, just like Asian people knowing each other in LA, which <laughs> is probably kind of a phenomenon, but if it's trying to be based on crazy rich Asians is super problematic. Yeah. That's, you know, now that you say that it is kind of, weird that they're all in LA and it's like, is there some rich Asian community that I obviously don't belong to because I'm not rich um, <laughs> and that I don't know about? I, I don't know. It's very confusing. And yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. It, it would have been different if they tried to do like a K-Town show, which actually existed once before. Yes. Call. Call, I, I think it was called I have, K-Town. Yes. And it was like um, right after the Jersey Shore yes. craze. And, was, and I, I liked it. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, they were fun. But that was like a specific subculture, right? Right. Yes. It was like people living in K-Town. It was mainly Korean people living in K-Town. Right. And that like made sense. And and like Jersey Shore, they're not all Italian, though. It's like very closely associated with Italians. But again, like that was tapping into a specific subculture of people who go to the Jersey Shore every summer. Right. 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 Exactly. And so this leads to one of our before big questions about Bling Empire. Amelia, do the people on the show even know each other? (laughs) like did they know each other before the show I don't think everyone did I think it is kind of like Real Housewives where some of these people knew each other and some of them didn't know each other but they've all been kind of forced to be with each other in the last few months because of the show let's do you you not feel that way well no, I, I obviously it is like Real Housewives. Like they don't they don't necessarily come into it knowing each other, but there's like some context maybe. But then they get to know each other. But sure. like when I watched the first episode, I was just like, "Is this the television equivalent of someone writing a ransom note using <laughs> the letters they cut out of magazines? Because it's like stitched together in such a bizarre way that I'm like, okay, there's a ton of pickups here. You can really see the seams, and it seems like they did." casting kind of around Kane, but not completely. And just like threw in some like rich people that they could find. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. So we should just say Kane is like kind of the main narrator and the show begins really around Kane and his friend, Kevin, who is allegedly new to Los Angeles, um, uh, from the East, came from the East coast. Instagram quickly reveals Kevin is not that new to Los Angeles. Of course. Oh, my God. (laughs) Of course. What do you think about Kane? Kane, I just I get so distracted by his cheek implants. Yeah. And all the Restylane in his lips. But is that what that's called? Restylane? I think so. Um, But he's fine. Again, I don't I really don't feel a connection to any of these people, to be honest. And I feel like you need at least one person that you can at least connect with or not even that, but just side with and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. they're funny. Or I like them enough that I'll, I'll ride hard for them. You know, that's a good point. 
it's hard to build a show around detestable people. And they're not even like all necessarily detestable. <laughs> like Kane seems like a nice enough person, right? Yeah, he does. But he doesn't really have a huge personality, which is fine. But it's like if you're going to be on a TV show that is a reality show that's supposed to be about drama and stuff, you know, you kind of need a bigger personality, I, I feel like. And that leads to our second question. Should being rich even get you a TV show at this point? Like, is that enough? <laughs> no, clearly, as we've as has been evidenced in this show, I really think you need to have more than just money, you know, to be a good character on TV. I think money can help. I think it's a support for someone to act certain ways. But, you know, you kind of need more. I agree with that because there are like some interesting parts of this show, right? Like. There are some elements of the show that I feel like you could have gotten more sympathy around. Like if they Mm -hmm. just was like about Christine and like her, her struggles to get pregnant. I think that like actually would have been more interesting than like her being like really decadent and rich and and like constantly talking about her husband being a descendant of the song dynasty. (laughs) Cause like that actually is interesting, right? Like, yeah. Do Chinese dynasties like have bearing on like the social order today? I would love to know more about that in like an Indian matchmaking kind of way. Sure. But instead it's just played for like laughs of like, Oh, she's interested in the dynasty system, which doesn't exist anymore. Right. Right. And I think it's also interesting when she when they were having like a they were talking to the embryo people in the second episode. I only managed to watch like two of these episodes, but um, she was saying that she didn't really want to do a surrogacy because his parents are very traditional and they would cast shame upon them yeah. if they used a surrogate. So that was interesting. That me. was interesting, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a piece of this where you're like, oh, there's, 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 if you pulled back the layers and like moved away from this crazy rich Asian conceit, it actually yeah. could be interesting. But that, totally. But that then leads to the next question, which we kind of alluded to. Why do they group Asian people together? Like it's a single country. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because production budget. I don't, I don't know. So Anna is another major character. Oh, she God. looks like one of the real housewives of Miami to me. Oh. I'm not even kidding. That is so funny you say that because I thought in the preview at first, I thought it was Elsa's mom. Yes. Do you remember her? Yes, that's who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was her. Anna, they say, is half Russian, half Japanese. Mm-hmm. Again, that's interesting. Like, that's like two backgrounds that I think, you know, don't often collide. Don't often sure. come together in a single very rich human. Um, <laughs> yeah, but- give me more background on her. Yeah, like how absolutely. she got her money, you know? And they're like, at one point we learned that like Anna's reclusive, but you're just like, <laughs> what does that mean? And why? And then why did she decide to stop being reclusive? Also a woman with a sledgehammer, just like knocking down her own walls, which she's like, I guess trying to expand her closet. So she's knocking down the wall. That was really right. funny. That was, that was funny. But to act like Anna, who's half Russian, half Japanese, like by default or definition has anything necessarily in common with, Christine, who is of Chinese descent. And they like pitted them against each other as like two queens. I was just like, I was like, it could be any random two people who live in Los Angeles. Like the the fact that they're both Asian has nothing to do with like what's going on here. Yeah, that was the least interesting element out of all of it, honestly. And I just, I don't know. And I feel like not only is that really stitched together and just like, okay, well, I guess, you know, they're both Asian, so let's work that out. I think a lot of the drama is, and you shared this with me offline, but like 
It was really contrived. Like that yeah. necklace thing was the lamest drama I've ever watched in my life. And the necklace was over. Explain the necklace drama. So the whole necklace thing it was. So Anna had thrown, I guess, like some kind of ball benefit. Yeah. And um, Christine decided to wear to buy and wear this really uh, decadent Louis Vuitton necklace that apparently Anna had as well. And she wanted to kind of like play an homage to her. And she was just like, hey, we have the same necklace. And Anna was so offended. She was like, I can't believe she wore that necklace. This is my party. And then she changed around the seating arrangements so that <laughs> Christine couldn't sit by her. And she it was so it was like over one goddamn necklace. Are you kidding me? It was right out of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but not as entertaining. Exactly. It was just like, this is this is insane. This like me telling you this drama is making me laugh again because it's so just what? This isn't drama. <laughs> this is a sad attempt at a storyline. I got the impression that filming must have been hard because it seemed like yeah. they, they were a lot of disparate pieces of this. Like they just like threw cameras onto a bunch of different people and like hope for a show to emerge. And it didn't yes. really. It didn't exactly. really. No, and so there's like so many different strands. Like Kevin and Kane are kind of like off doing one thing. Christine's <laughs> doing another. Anna's doing another. Like these people don't actually like interact outside of the show. At least with the Real Housewives, you could conceive that the women would hang out together or like attend the same events or whatnot. Totally. This is just like people who actually have like nothing in common. No. And that's so funny. You say that because like on the real housewives, I don't mean to continuously bring it up, but sometimes that's they're related. Yeah. Sometimes they're related or sometimes they have known each other for years upon years upon years. So it actually is more believable that these women would be interacting with each other outside of being on a show, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, that's particularly how it started. I mean, but yeah, they're not this. So like, they just sort of like had this idea of like crazy rich Asians. Exactly. But reality. And it just, <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah. It was, it's like the real, you know, when Laguna beach came around and it was like the real OC, this is like, this is the real crazy rich Asians. However, that did work and it worked very well. It did. No. Yes. But it's because <laughs> they all knew each other and because it yes. was actually like from a real high school, a group of friends. Yeah. But I actually, I actually have heard the show was supposed to come out like last winter, fall. Like right around the time of the pandemic, and it didn't wow. because they thought it was like in bad taste, like to be like so decadent or whatever when everyone's like home. And you know, I think if you look back at the beginning of the pandemic, things remain really scary and sad, but it sure. was even scarier at the beginning because you're just like, what's, what's going, what's going on? on? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Which, but still, I mean, you know, again, like, again, it doesn't, I, play, doesn't play right now. I, I think it just really like doesn't being just being rich for no reason. And like having no purpose just doesn't, doesn't really hit right. Yes. And I was talking to my friend about this. Cause I asked him if he was going to watch it. And he was like, I'm just really tired of watching rich people. And I was like, same, same, especially rich people with no value or like no extra parts to them. It's just, just rich people. Like, yeah. okay. It was just, ugh. yeah, there, there's no organizing principle around this at all. No, and they're actually bad people. Like freaking Andrew, not yeah. a good guy. That's our final question, which is how could anyone want anything other than for <laughs> Kelly to break up with Andrew? Oh my God. So, so Kelly and Andrew are um, an abusive relationship. There's yep. no way around it. Kelly was previously dating someone who committed like major fraud. So she went right. from being really rich to having no money. And then it seems like she moved to LA and met Andrew who was in a Power Ranger movie, but wore a helmet the whole time. So no one knows his face. 
And actually, I think it was a Power Ranger TV show. So Sorry. it wasn't even the right. movie. And he was the Red Ranger. And again, yeah, like you said, no one saw his face. So no one cares. Um, no one cares. But moreover, he clearly went on the show to get famous so that people could see his yes. face. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But it backfired because he is an abusive person. He doesn't, we don't see him physically abuse her, but he definitely emotionally abuses her. And oh, yeah. it's like a really upsetting relationship. Even when she explains it to Anna, she'll be like, sometimes he just like won't respond to me for 12 hours or other times like we'll just yell at each other in a room until we settle it. It's like, well, neither of those is a healthy way to respond. Right. And well, and we heard him be verbally abusive on the phone after because in the first episode, Anna and Andrew and Kelly all go to Paris because it's they're like the weirdest, most random thing. And she's so like, random <laughs> in the middle of the episode. And someone was like, yeah, you know, Anna has been to Paris more times in the last year than she has Silver Lake. <laughs> but um, and they so they landed and like everyone was tired. But Anna and Kelly wanted to go shopping and Andrew was sleeping and Kelly didn't want to disturb him because they had just, you know, taken this long ass flight. And so they went shopping and she gets this phone or she gets these texts from him being like, where are you? How dare you leave me? And then she calls him and they go back and forth. And she's like in this calm voice and he's just screaming at her being like, oh, my God, you abandoned me. And just like goes a just crazy, insane. And it's just like, I didn't need to hear that. No. And then, and then Anne is very openly like, how do they get back together? Like it's everyone around her. It's kind of like Ron and Sam, everyone around her is um, agreeing that this is just not right. And it doesn't work out, but it's just sort of like, it's not, it's like, you know, not to be too um, frivolous about it, but it's like not fun to watch a relationship like no, this, but moreover, it's, it's also like not right. And it's and it's not right. And also people and I saw on social media, some people were saying like this show needs like a trigger warning because he is literally screaming at her and doesn't understand what he's doing. And it's just and they go to a therapist or a, I think or I think it's a therapist in the second episode. And he talks about, you know, dealing with abandonment issues. And obviously that's really sad, but it's like just because, you know, you have to deal with these issues doesn't mean you you have to put them onto other people and he clearly is doing that with her and it's just like I hate seeing that because it is textbook abuse and I it's just oh it's just frustrating to watch therapists willing to go on television and televise therapy they should lose their license (laughs) I've never been more anti Bethany used to go on go to therapy and have her therapist on like all the time. And I was just like, what is this man doing? Any medical or like dental professional who's willing to be on TV. Dental professional. Both. I'm just, just both. (laughs) It's a no for me. Like I used to love Dr. Paul Nassif, but I just can't. Terry Dubrow. I'm just like, no guys, you're just botched is just, it's wrong. It's all wrong. I, I, I hate, I hate reality TV medicine of any kind or emotional, emotional coaching. Dr. Drew. I have problems with Dr. Drew. <laughs> I really used to really like Love Lions. For some reason, radio is like kind of different to me. But when they brought it to TV, Interesting. it was just like, when he, you know what really did it for me, Dr. Drew, is when he used to host the 16 and pregnant um, after shows oh and try to do like these five minute interventions. And I was just like, yes. this is not accomplishing anything, dude. Just oh, totally. Really well, and me. the fact that he has made so many TV shows just to make TV shows. It's like, do you really want to help these people? Or are you just trying to make money? Yeah. 
Exactly. It's a bummer. I wanted Bling Empire to be better. I, I do think there's a space for like a really good LA subculture show. Not right now, obviously, as everything is mm-hmm. shut down. But like, there is an idea here that could have been good, but they didn't crack it. I No. And you know who did crack it? The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's true. It's true. Love that show. Me too. Well, Lisa Rin is unparalleled, right? <laughs> I love Lisa Rinna. Oh my God. I love Rinna too. <sighs> I love Rinna too. You know, I think people seem to like Bling Empire because it's like available and it's like, it's just something like a Netflix reality show where you can just watch all of it at one time. So you just yeah. like, you can just watch all of it at one time. So you just like, you know, take it like a shot and then you're done. And it seems like if you just race through it, people seem to enjoy it. But um, I wouldn't recommend it. No. Agreed. Yeah. I, watch I, Lupin. If you're, if you're going to go to Netflix, just watch Lupin. It's oh, way more fun. Okay. I mean, it's not reality, but I like it. Okay, I, I'll do that. I just finished uh, Cobra Kai, so I, I need something else to watch. Netflix, You've got you know, some so. time. <laughs> check out Lupin. Also covered on TV Concierge, so check that out as well. For Amelia Wedemeyer, I'm Juliette Littman. We'll be back with more TV Concierge next week. Bye. 